Act number nine. God requireth that which is past. Okay, now. Question time. We are back to our question time. Uh, God requires what? That which is past. Thank you. Right. God requires you to cast the anointing. So what question do you have about the anointing? Rebecca. Thank you, Bishop. Um, okay, my question is, um, I'm, I know that sometimes when I have my quiet time, I feel like the, anoint, the anointing is out. It's like the Holy Spirit is present. It's like you feel very spiritual and you hear things and you are so excited. And I remember one time I was, having, I was praying and then I heard um, Hebrews 11.6. I was like, hey, is it my mind or is the Holy Spirit speaking? And I remember when I opened my devotional, now that's what was in it. You had written Hebrews 11, 6, and I felt so happy. I said, hey, Sunday, the Holy Spirit has descended on me. <laughs> and then some other times, when I wake up in the morning, I struggle to have my quiet time. It's like, oh, okay, let me sleep small. I mean, five minutes. Okay, you wait ten minutes. So I was, I was wondering, when you have this kind of crisis, does it mean you are not anointed? <laughs> any, any other question? If you have a question like that, question. Mine is also similar to hers. Um, mine is going, one day I woke up in the morning, felt very spiritual, prayed, and I felt the presence of the Lord in my car as I was going to church. Then I heard a voice, oh, stop the car. There's nothing, there's no engine oil in the car. I was arguing with him and I stopped just in the middle of the road and I checked there was no engine oil truly. And I was happy and I felt very Anointing. <laughs> I, I remember when I got to Far I also preached powerfully. But yes. that, that day you preached powerfully, yes? Yeah, because I felt different. I felt there was something with me that day. Then, and another time too, I was invited for a convention and I went to preach. But I, I was sick and I was, I was having sore throat and all these symptoms. And then they said that I, I also have to pray. For them, and there will be oil and oil. And I've not done these things before. <laughs> so, when I got there, I didn't feel anything. No feeling. I felt something. I heard a voice. It was true. I just want to, no feeling. There's no feeling at all. The sickness is still there. Then I preached. Then I started to pray for Holy Ghost baptism for the people. Then I started praying. Then when I got to the eighth person, people started falling down. But I was still feeling sick. I was still tired. And I was not feeling anything. And I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so I thought it wasn't real. So I told the ushers not to hold them. Then they said, the thing is not, it's, it's serious. The, the whole place became some way within 30 minutes. And everybody was on the floor. Then I was still sick. I have not felt anything as I felt the last time. And after the whole convention, I was... Very depressed, because I have not seen that before. I didn't understand it. And I have not been able to go for any other invitation. Then You might have to come. I haven't gone. I could point you to come. I don't want to. So it was creating some form of confusion, because 
you are feeling something, you hear a voice, something happens. Now, you know, even after the convention, I was still sick. And my problems were insult. And still. <laughs> and the people said they were blessed and I was sick, this happened. And they were all talking about people had fallen down, chairs. In fact, when it was happening, I thought it wasn't real, so I told the officers not to hold them initially. Then somebody fell down almost the neck. So I said, you have to hold them. <laughs> and this was my first time doing such a thing. And I don't talk about it because and I don't also go for any other convention again. I don't, I don't also understand it. I don't want to. So I didn't go. The you match, I didn't go. Because that was the reason. I have not told them. Because I don't want to. Because <laughs> I, I, I think, I always thought you have to feel something. But this time, you're not feeling anything. The sickness is too. The sore throat didn't go. The headache didn't go. And I was still tired after. All right. Okay. Now, the... This is very, very important. The question that is being asked. Does anybody have a question similar to that? Okay. This is very, very important um, because what you are talking about now is what time is your breakfast? Already. Okay. Now, what um, by the way, are you able to bath here? I think bathing must be confined to afternoons. Maybe afternoon because Charlie the coldness in the morning okay now listen the anointing right is um, like in the in the physical realm the anointing is uh, a liquid you see like oil or even ointment. And it is carried in a vessel. Okay? So when Saul was being anointed, you know, he said, fill your horn with oil and go. And when he went, he poured it on him. So the anointing in the, in the natural is like um, a substance which is carried in a vessel. Okay? So, you and I, are in the Bible, are described as vessels that carry, and that is very nice for, for God to call us vessels, because the vessel is carrying something. Okay? Are you with me? Now, if you look at Acts chapter 9, when... Um, God sent his angel to send Ananias to Saul. Ananias was arguing with the Lord. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard in Acts chapter 9 and verse 13. 13. 
Ananias answered, said, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to thy saints at Jerusalem. Alright? And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. Verse 15 is the verse you are looking for. It says, but the Lord said unto him, he's talking about Saul who became Paul. Go thy way for he is a chosen vessel. See, God sees you as a container or a pipe. Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, like I have chosen. And by the way, chosen, remember that, chosen is, has a lot to do with working for, with God. You are chosen, you are liked, and you are selected. It, it has nothing to do with how good you are. In fact, <laughs> what, what, anyway, you are a chosen vessel unto me. To bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. And I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Wow. So God sees you as a vessel. Okay, now what is a vessel? A vessel is a container. Now, when you put perfume... In a container, like in the bottle, does the bottle, uh, is it the bottle that is receiving the blessing of smelling nice? No. Who receives the blessing of smelling nice? You. So the bottle is just a pipe or a, a bottle. That is why people can minister powerfully, but they themselves are not affected by what they are ministering. Because they are nothing but a vessel or a carrier of something to somewhere. Yeah. That is why, because a vessel... (laughs) Like, if you have a big pot full of palava sauce, and another big pot full of boiled yam, do you know palava sauce? And yam. Does the pot eat the yam? And does the pot eat the yam? Does the pot eat the palava sauce? No. Wow. Who benefits from the yam? If you have a big plate or big pan of palm nut soup and another big pot of big plate, do you know big plate? You don't know big plate? Who doesn't know big plate? You all know quickly. It's colored Gary. (laughs) 
benefits from the palm nut soup? Does the pot benefit from the palm nut soup? Listen, supposing you send a big pot like this. Big pot to where they are making the palm nut soup with big fish. Have you seen the one that the fish is big like this? Huh? Big, big fish swimming in it like rocks. And the soup and the fish are brought to you and you eat it. The next time it's taken and it's brought back. And it's brought back. They take it, they bring it six times, seven times, eight. Does the pot grow bigger? Does the pot change its color? Does the pot get fatter? Does the pot get thicker? No. Why? Because the pot is just carrying from here to here, from here to here here to here. So the pot is not affected. That's why a, an anointed person he can be very sick very old but he can minister to you but he cannot even minister to himself. Yeah, and it happens. Because you are called and seen as a vessel. That's why you can teach something but you don't practice it yourself. <laughs> And people will be really blessed when you preach. But you don't practice what you are preaching. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. So Catherine Kuhlman, I mean, her healing miracles were quite fantastic. I have a book, uh, um, a book written by a doctor. And the, the doctor includes the scans of the people. Now, there was a particular girl, I think she was about 12 years old, and she developed some kind of sarcoma of the hip. Sarcoma is cancer of the bone. Right? Those of you who just finished doing pathology, what, what, what are the types of... Yes? Bone cancers, osteosarcoma, and what else? Rhabdomyosarcoma, that involves a bit of the muscle. And what else? Chondroma, blastoma. Okay. Now, hey, how many meetings are we having? One. Now, the tumor was so big that, come on, you one girl, yeah? The tumor was so big, they did a, a, a scan, stand back this way, and they were following the blood vessel. You notice your heart up here, and then the blood vessels come down at the back, and the big ones go down to your legs. They, they go down here down here, and to, to supply all these muscles, these ones. 
Are you understanding? Or oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? The descending aorta, it descends. Then it comes at the back. Then it divides to supply here and supply here. So when it divided to supply here, it's going down like that. So when you do the scan, arteriogram, you see the blood vessel clearly going like that from inside. So she had a cancer. Okay, the little girl thought she was running on and she fell down. So her leg is hurting her. Went to, went to the hospital. They did an x-ray and they saw some funny osteolytic lesions. And then they... Do you understand osteolytic lesions? <laughs> then they went and did a, this arteriogram. So you see the, the thing coming down. Instead of going straight down like this, when it reached the tumor, it came out like this. So it came down then out. Because the tumor was pushing out on the hip like this. From inside. But it was actually of the bone. So the whole thing shifted. So it comes down. I think, I think it went out like this. Yeah. Catherine Kuman. I'm talking about Catherine Kuman. When this girl came to the miracle service, power of God came on the little girl. She was tumor, you know. Sometimes people give a lot of false assurances to people with cancer. We are treating this and that. But something like this and the way it was, she's almost going to, to die. Because of where it is, you cannot remove this place. So, after the service, she went back. The thing which was going down and out came back in and came back again. Then another week and then came straight. It just dissolved. Yeah, they did pathology, everything. Sarco something, blastoma, uh, sarcoma something, cancer. Yeah, and it's treated. That's the kind of power. The woman was not a, she was not an her miracles, I mean, were fantastic. Yeah. But while she was ministering, she had mitral incompetence with uh, uh, heart failure. Huh? Heart failure, isn't it? Cardio, say again. Dilated cardiomyopathy. Her heart was huge. And she had mitral and if you were to listen to her heart, you hear this huge pansystolic murmur. <laughs> the valves is spot and big. Her heart was big. Should have been like a size like your hand, but it was big. And she was, she was sweat struggling to breathe, to live. But this is a kind of miracle that were happening to her. So after she finished me, she would go and lie down. Is that because she was just being used to carry the pickle and the palm nut soup to the house. And then she was washed and sent back to carry another pickle and palm nut soup with big fish back to the house. Yeah. I mean, uh, this particular miracle, you know, and I, I remember some other 
I mean, very fantastic. Sometimes when I want to have faith in healing, I read Catherine Coleman. It makes me believe in miracles. Yeah, because of the medical uh, evidence that they had. Even the patients themselves were able to, like some of them, they, they've been set. There was one guy, he was working in a construction company and a, a metal fell from somewhere and came on him and affected his spine and he was, con- he was declared disabled and could never work again and lived in terrible pain when he came to the service. I mean, something just came on him. And suddenly, something that he could, lo- he was always in pain. And he was just suddenly healed. Like that. And just became normal. Very fantastic. Yeah, and he was being paid every month never to work again in his life. And he was always in pain, struggling in the house. He fell through the construction. Something happened, terrible accident at the construction. Yeah. This is the kind of miracles that Catherine Kuman was seeing. Yeah. I have, a, I have a film I can show you after she died. Some of the people came, including the girl, the little girl who had this. And uh, multiple sclerosis. Yeah. Do you know multiple sclerosis? They, 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 they can't move. The whole body changes. They can't walk. They can't do these different things. And then they die from that. But another one that she had, you know, this guy was a policeman with advanced CA prostate, cancer of the prostate. And he was given, I mean, you have about these weeks to die. You know, America, they would give you the weeks. Yeah. So he was on his last lap and he came to Catherine Kuma and said, spread cancer, spread everywhere. And he just felt something warm coming over him. And Katsukoma said, stand up over there, you are being healed. Stand up. But he can't stand. He was so weak. But he started to stand. As he stood up, he just felt strength coming in him. And he walked to the front. He was completely healed, went back to the police service. So when, when Katsukoma was having miracle service, he goes, she goes with the policeman. The policeman said, look, I have cancer. I've watched the policeman giving the testimony before. I was on my last go. He said, I was on my last go around. Yeah. Fantastic. But she was struggling to breathe after church. Yeah. She would lie down immediately behind the stage. And A.A. Allen, same thing. He used to hold babies, pray for them all the time. He used to hold cripples, babies, Parents, defending, praying for them for hours. He rarely prayed for the sick. But he was suffering from severe joint problems in his knees. So after the miracles, he would go to the hospital. And he didn't like it. Out of depression, he died. Yeah. Why? Because the anointing, it's, you see, that's why I say that you can have the anointing, but even the presence of God will not be there. Because God never takes his gift away. And you are just a vessel. You are just a vessel. That is why um, 
You'll be surprised God will use you when you don't even feel good. Yeah. It's like, ah. Because it is not out of your holiness that the things are happening. Like these people who came here. Huh? Holiness club. Wow. Is it amazing? Acts chapter 3 and verse 12. When the miracle happened, in Acts 3, 12, he said, And Peter saw and answered, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? By your own what? Power or holiness. This is our problem. We feel that our own, a kind of power that emanates from your goodness. And a kind of power that emanates from your holiness is what is working to do the works of God. But it is not. That's why you must fear. That's why a person who is blind and a person who is even deceived and a person who is um, questionably walking with God, he can curse you and it will happen. You must be careful of them. Anybody who is that... You see, Jesus didn't even ever curse Judas. Because he breathed, received, received the Holy Ghost. They were anointed. So he never said anything about Judas. You leave anointed people. Because they are vessels that are carrying the power. Amen. So when God works, it will not be by your own, what did he say? By your own power. You see, that power comes from, like, I am powerful. I've prayed for three hours. And by my own holiness. Wow. I've not fornicated. I'm now ready. My last fornication was two years ago. Or my last fornication was last month. So I'm clean for one month. My last lustful feeling was when? Last night. <laughs> this morning. <laughs> wow. By your own power or holiness. He said, why do you look on us as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk? Nobody makes anybody to walk to see, to have a miracle or to be blessed by his own personal power that emanates from his character or personality 
unrighteous activities. Or his personal holiness achievements. And this one is a lesson you are going to have to learn if God is going to use you. It is supposed to help you to be humble. I've also experienced that before. I'll pray and pray and pray and pray. In fact, so much so that I will pray. Then when I go and preach, it's not so powerful. But the one that I didn't pray and the one that I didn't prepare is more powerful than the one that I prayed. Because even when you pray, your own prayers and your own pride in your prayers can actually inhibit the anointing. Because now you feel good. And sometimes when you haven't sinned before, like you haven't committed a well-known sin, you are, yes, like one of the well-described, mentioned top five sins. Stealing, lying, fornication, pornography, masturbation, Murder, last, last, I mean, you have been, this one, Charlie, I'm clear. Charlie, when they are saying last, I don't feel it. By the power of the grace of God, I don't have those feelings. Wow. You are rather more in danger of inhibiting the presence of God. God resists the proud. Oh, yes. You see, and some of you, I'll tell you, where, wherever you came to Christ, at what point you came here, you must consider whatever has happened in the past as God, what God allowed. Yeah. Now, listen. Listen. What has God allowed? When Abimelech took Abraham's wife, God appeared to him in the dream. He said, do you know the woman you've taken is somebody's wife? And then he started to beg. He said, yes, that's why I've not allowed you to touch her. So God did not allow him to do that. But in your case, God allowed. Hey. Now, it can turn work out for good. Yeah. It can work out for good. First of all, you, you can be more humble. You see, one day I, I, I had a pastor. This pastor, you know, went and committed some sins, went and slept with somebody. And um, a, a problem came. So we went to solve the problem. All problems have solutions. <laughs> And every engineering problem has an engineering solution. So I went to solve that problem. Then I saw another pastor who had not done that before. And he was like, sort of like, he does everything right. And he was like a kind of perfectionist type of person. He does this, he's had this quiet time. He was in the holiness club, everything. Now, now listen, listen. Later on, you know, shh, are you listening? Because what I'm saying, you, 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 that which has been is now. And that which shall be has already been. 
So, what is going to happen to you has been. And that's why I'm telling you the story. So that you know what's going to happen to you. This A1 brother, A1 virginistic, holistic guy. One day, I sat back and I asked myself, these two guys, if I was to choose one, which one would I like? Which one do I like? And do I want? Which one do I prefer? And I thought to myself, hundred times, if I'm choosing, I would choose a brother who, has, who went to sleep with somebody. Yeah. Hundred to this virginistic, ewanistic, um, holistic, essuistic brother. Hundred times. And truly, as the years went by, the perfectionist, holistic, ewanistic, essuistic, virginistic brother became a terrible orangu. Yeah. And caused a lot of problems in the church. Yeah. And I remembered when I mentally chose. You see, sometimes you must do mental exercises. Yeah. You must do mental exercises. If this were to happen, what would you If this situation, who would you choose? If this, what would you do? You must go through in your mind. It helps you. And I've done that mental exercise. And I've already chosen that person. Like if, if you ask me, okay, if the, if the stars, if I, have, if I have to select two stars, if I have to select three stars, who would I select? Yeah, all exercises, mental exercise. If I have to select one person, who, who would I select? Yeah. Fantastic. But they are all mental exercises that help you to prepare for that day. It's called war games. Are you there? Yeah. So if God has allowed you to be a sinner, and now God has made the grace of God which bring us salvation, the sinners that deny Godness and worldly life, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Yeah. That is why what. If the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to you after you have lived like a wicked criminal, all your criminal activities and evil are going to be used to work together for good. Because, first of all, it, 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 it must have the effect of humility. Like, you know, you have evidence that you are not good. Unlike this virginistic, essuistic, ewanistic, holistic, holiness club people who don't have evidence that they are bad. You see, so they have to believe it by faith that they are sinners. Yeah. They, 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 they have to have like, I, I believe I'm a sinner by faith. I believe. I receive and I believe that I'm a sinner. I don't feel any sin. I've not done anything. I've not drank alcohol before. I've not smoked before. I've not done it. So it's like by faith. Just because technically the Bible says all have sinned, I believe it. And Bishop also brought us Ecclesiastes verse that I saw in the place of the righteous that there was what the iniquity. So by faith. But you, you remember Joe when you were jumping all around. 
You remember Jack? And you were jumping all over like a frog. You remember Jim? When you were more than an acrobat. You remember Jojo? When you were begging him to have sex with you one more time before you leave for the house. Just one more time. Do it to me, Jojo. Do it to me, Jojo. Do it to me, Jojo. One more time. I'm going. Do it to me. But there are others who have to have faith. Based on Romans 3.23, I am a sinner. But you, you don't need Romans 3.23 to know that you are a sinner. I mean, you know that you are a sinner. I mean, Charlie, it's clear. It's clear. You know, like Kenneth Hagin said, it, you know, as I'm preaching, I'm understanding what something he said. He said, you know, um, he, he was talking about hell. You know, then he said, I don't need to read the Bible to know about hell. I don't need, I don't need to read. I don't need to read. I've been there. He said, I know what is there. Yeah. I don't need to read the Bible to know about hell. I've been there. I've seen people crying, wailing. I don't need the Bible. And you also, you don't need the Bible to know that you are a sinner. No, no, no. You are just like Kenneth Hagin. Do you understand? Yeah. Okay, you know. Yeah. You remember. Do you remember? Do you remember? Hey. I guess you remember. Tell your neighbor, I guess you remember. So that one must have the effect of making you humble. But if it doesn't, I remember one sister who was a serial fornicator with a number of different international boyfriends. When she married her husband, instead of being humble eh, and being, thank you for marrying me, thank you for choosing somebody like me, you know the attitude that she, she came with? She came with, look, that's new. Take it as it is. Or leave it. Yeah, that's like, that I can't change anything. I'm just, look, you can either take it or leave it. And the guy also grew up. What do you mean? I should take it or leave I should take it or, or, or whatever. I've already married you, so I should take it or leave it. Instead of coming with a humble attitude, a grateful attitude, that instead of singing, Amazing grace, how sweet. The sound that saved a wretch like me. That married a wretch like me. 
And then what's the next verse? It was grace, grace that taught my heart to fear. Yes. And grace my fears relieved. Instead of singing to your husband, how precious did that grace appeared. The hour I first believed. Now you come, you come. Let us say you were to get married. Let's let me just choose anybody I see on the photo. Let's say you get married to let's say this brother for instance. So you kneel down. No, no, no. You sit down, sit down, sit down. I want ask you to stand. You kneel down. And then you sing Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. Hold his knee, hold his knee. Hold his knee. Put your head on his knee. Put your head on his knee. Questions again. Wow. Is it fantastic? Yeah. So, your evidence based humility comes from experience of sin. Evidence based humility. Whether the estuistic, evanistic, virginistic, uh, holistic people, they need faith based. Faith, evidence of things not seen. It's like I don't see my sin, but I have evidence of things not seen. <laughs> so there's, there's great advantage. 
And then those of you who have been around sampling everything all over the world, you also know that there is nothing new under the sun. And you, when you look, you realize that, look, there is one event and two all. Because I've been here, I've been here, I've been here, I've been here. And I realize that, what am I getting? Same. So you see, a lot of background. Whereas the other person has to have faith-based knowledge that there is nothing new under the sun. This fair one is the same as this light one, like this black one, and this tall one, this short one, this one. It's all, there's one event. There's one event. Those of you have had a number of men. You, you yourself will know that I've seen one thing under the sun. That that which befallet the sons of men, befallet beasts. That they might know themselves that they are beasts. And you realize that the man is a beast. All men are beasts. Whether he's man of God, he's a beast man of God. (laughs) Whatever, he's a beast. And what is a beast? A beast has a lot of animal behavior. Yeah. You learn it. But evidence based. So don't be, those who have a certain experience, you have something that also helps you if you use it. But most are so secretive and they don't even benefit from what they look at. You look at somebody who is estuistic, virginistic, holistic, and iwanistic. And you say, oh, if I was like this, you know, then I could now really work. Oh, it is rather what gives you humility. Yeah. You come and you just come down before the Lord. And say, ooh. Either let's sing that song again. Let's take, for instance, if this sister was going to marry somebody. Come. Come. And then, let's just take, maybe the first brother over here, okay? And then, you kneel down, kneel down. Sing it. Amazing. Hold his knees back. No. Listen, my dear, do it well. Otherwise, you're going to get in serious trouble. Saved a wretch like me. I was was lost. Oh, but now I'm found. I was was lost. I see. Wow, sing it again. Oh, amazing grace, how sweet the cry from the inside. That's a wretch like you. Wretch like me. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, I was was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, I was beloved less, but now I'm found. Wow! Is it not powerful? These are the people that God uses. Yeah. He said, Lord, I'm nothing. Look at Archbishop Duncan Williams. Yeah. What did he have? No school. He used to sell PK. Do you know PK? Twink and PK. He used to sell PK. Can you imagine Archbishop Duncan walking around selling PK? Yeah. 
He used to be one of the boys at the airport where he traveled and came who are trying to get suitcase to carry to the castle that you take them. That's Archbishop Dr. Williams. He used to start PK at Opera Square. But these proud university lecturers and proud bank managers and proud righteous attendees of good churches, estuistic, awanistic, perfectionists who did everything right and whatever, will you find them standing and preaching the gospel? No. God would choose the PK seller. And he would choose a, a drug dealer. He said he used to be high. He used to go high. He used to smoke weed and everything. And he, God would use him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you sing that song. Amazing grace. How sweet. How sweet. The sound. It sounds. That same wretch like me. Is she crying? I once was lost, but now, thank you, I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Sing it again. I feel it. I love it. I once was lost. But now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. What a blessing. Sing it again. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. But now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, it's beautiful. And all of us, this is how we cry. I say, God, you saved me. You see, I don't know, but for me, I just thank God. One day I was driving my car with my wife. Coming from somewhere, I think Takradi or Kumasi, I think Takradi was coming and I was thinking about how Jesus has saved me. Oh, I started to cry. I was thinking that my wife couldn't look into this direction. My face was wet. I was driving the car and I was crying out around Winnipeg Castle. I was crying. My whole face was wet. I was saved. How he saved me. For me, you know, to serve God is a big thing to me. It's a big thing to me. I really feel a blessing to be saved. Uh, it is more than even being called to the ministry, I think. Just to be saved. Because name has been scratched into the book of life. Wow. I don't see any other motivation to serve God than that, that salvation. Amazing grace. How amazing grace. How sweet it sounds sweet. the sound that saved a wretch like me. Wow. I once was lost. 
how different it is when you come and say, ah, take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Yeah. I say I'm, I have a bad temper. I take it or leave it. That's how I am. If you can't, you just go. I say I don't like sex, so you, you, you take it or leave it. My vagina is open once a week. Once a month. Take it or leave it. Wow. Charlie, how many want a humble person? What a blessing. Yeah. That is strong. You see, that's why I said kneel down. Because even your posture, you see, the way you stand, the way you look, the way you walk, it, it gives a feeling. So you, even your posture, the way you, 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 you bend, it says something before you even speak. You don't have to even speak. And the song is speaking for you. It's forgive me, a wretch like me. How sweet the sound. If you will have that even throughout your life and your marriage, how sweet the sound. Of your voice calling me. One man said to me, he said, my wife, she says to me, thank you for marrying me. Today's wife don't say thank you for marrying me. They say, you know, we are co-equals. I could have met you, could have. There are so many people that wanted to marry me. I had so many proposals, about 14. Wow. And if you get this, thank you. Instead of insulting husband, you are a bushman. You, I never knew that you were this you bush man, you foolish man. There's nothing, I don't get anything for People don't know who you are. If they knew you, if they knew, really knew you, they would not be whatever. They don't know how, who, how you are. After you finish living worship in church, they, they don't know how you behave in the house. Oh, my thing is even broken because of you. Amazing. So, you know, you have the best opportunity to be humble. And those of you who don't have evidence-based humility, meditate on the reality. I mean, look at your other sins. At pride and your attitude and different aspects. You realize that you are even more some way. Look, one guy, he married an estuistic, a wanistic, virginistic, holistic sister. And he was staying somewhere, and the wife was, his wife was also staying somewhere. So one day, we called them and said, no, enough. Enough. Your wife is moving to stay with you. Do you know what he said? He said, that's what I feared. That is what I feared. This estuistic, ewanistic, virginistic, holistic sister. When she comes to the house, I am dead. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, some people, when they come to stay in the house, Charlie, more than headmistress of Wesley girls. Yeah. You will never go out. You can never come. You can never... I mean, Charlie... Oh... Tears. Uh, you better take a picture of these tears. Better take a picture of these tears. Evidence-based humility. 
Is it not amazing? Is it not fantastic? How many want to be humble? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Now. I don't even know what we are talking about, but we are talking about something. Is it how many are just blessed? You are just blessed. Yeah. <laughs> we are being blessed in the house of the Lord. Too much. Yeah. God is blessing us. Yeah. And He's saying that you are a vessel. It's not by your holiness and your own, like a power that comes from the things you've done right. And the power that comes from what you haven't done before. No, it's not that. That is not it. Never think so. But that doesn't give you the right to continue doing every bad thing. But if God uses you, it is not because you are good or you are well. Many times I've heard people testifying of things that when the person says I'm healed of that, say, wow, I wish I was also healed of that because what you, your sickness, I'm experiencing it. Yeah. I remember one day I had, you know, you know flu is like malaria. If you have not been abroad before, you may not have ever experienced flu, but it can be very wild and all people die of it. One time I experienced flu, real flu. And I was in South America. And there was a crusade in South America. And I was a preacher. Look, my nose was running. So I was with my handkerchief on the stage. Like this. And the people were coming. I prayed, Father, heal them. Not by my own holiness. But my holiness and my power was finished. Then the people started to come and say, that was one of the days that it's just like being healed or being blind was like headache or some ordinary sickness. Blind. I couldn't see. I could see. You couldn't see. Okay. You can see now. Baba. What is wrong? I couldn't hear. You can hear. Okay. Plenty like water. I remember. I'll never forget that day. Not by my own power. It's no power. Not by my own holiness. But you are a, you are a pot carrying the quickly and the palm nut soup with the big fish like rocks. And as a pan or a pot, you don't get fed by the fish that is in the pot. You are just used as a pipe, a vessel. Wow. If you always think of yourself as a vessel, you will understand God. And you will understand what He is doing to people. You say, ah, but you are not feeling well. How can you pray for somebody? That person can still pray for you. Because He's a plastic pipe. PVC pipe. He's just channeling through the water. When water passes through PVC pipe, the, the pipe says, I'm no more thirsty. No, it doesn't, it doesn't even have a stomach <laughs> to receive it. Wow. Are you excited about that? I'm excited too. But I hear breakfast is on the, is, is around. So, we are going to go and have some fasting break. Now, but before we go, look at Second Timothy chapter 2. Now, before you get to Second Timothy 
2. Okay, let, let's look at Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, 20. It says, In a large house, huh? in a large house, in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor and some to honor. If a man purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor. Amen? A vessel unto honor. Are you there? He shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified for the master's use. Amen? And prepared unto every good work. Now, this is a very important thing. Every one of us must see himself as a vessel. And you must decide, I'm going to be a golden vessel. Yeah, because in a large house, we have different vessels. Now, on certain occasions, we use certain vessels. Oh, yeah. When I got married at first, my wife used to have special vessels for visitors. And initially, I accepted it. Like if a visitor comes with special glasses, plates, and all that. Most of us have that, isn't it? Yes. But one day I realized that I am the Lord of Lords in my house. And the King of Kings in my house. So why should I keep any special plate for somebody when I myself, who is the Lord of Lords in my house, and the King of Kings in my house, and the Master of Ceremonies in my room? Why should I... Yeah. Why should I give my best plate to somebody else? I should also enjoy that good cup and that good plate. Is it not powerful? So since then I abolished the use of special all special plates. I use it myself. And then the visitor can also give him that same special plate. Yeah. Now, how many want to be used for special occasions? One day I was standing at the stadium in Korea with uh, the whole Olympic, the World Cup stadium full of people. And I was preaching. And I said, wow. And the Lord was showing me, you see, it's a special occasion. You are being used for a special occasion. How many want to be used for a special occasion? Yeah, you'll be used for a special occasion. God will use you for special occasions. Special things. Nice things. Good things. Amen. And so, you must now become, decide, I'm going to be used. So you see, I start to sing. Come and sing. Learn a song. Try and sing like that. Same thing with, 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 with Ida. You know, then she found herself being used in different places. Yeah, that her school could never get her to, to sing. She has sung all over. She sang in America, England, Switzerland, in the snow. In the snow. Recently she was singing in the snow. Those snow mountains where people go for holidays. She was singing there. Yeah. In Switzerland. In, 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 in was it, where were we? Norway. Is it Norway? Or Denmark? No, on the way. Norway. You don't remember? Yeah. In Oslo. Norway. One of those countries. There. Yeah. She doesn't even remember. Yeah. 
She sang in buses, planes, airports. Yeah, different occasions. Different occasions. You get it? Now, so God wants to use it for different occasions. Are you ready to be used to do what you are doing good for different occasions? Then keep doing it faithfully. Yeah, he said he doesn't know that he's a chosen vessel to be used for great things. So how do you become a better, like how do you upgrade from wooden vessel, which we use to feed dogs? How many want to be the dog feeding vessel? Goats, if you have goats in your house, to feed your goats. Some of us, our ministry is only to goats. And God wants to take you higher to dogs. And from dogs, he wants to take you to... (laughs) You said amen before you heard that the promotion was just to dogs. Wow. Are you ready to be lifted from goats to dogs? Yes, small promotion, you don't like it. Receive it all. And from dogs to cats. Wow. From cats to lions. Hey. From lions, you'll be feeding servants. And then you receive, you'll be feeding the next level of servants. Then you see, you see people. Then you, you serve a few people. Then you'll be see, used to serve more people. Then you'll be used to serve even more people. More, 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 more. Hey. My wife, you know, she has been cooking and making food and things for years in her home. She knows how to do it with her mother. You understand? And now she's using that same thing to serve international bishops and other international delegations, including Benihin. Yeah. She made food for Benihin. Yeah. You see, you never know what you, who you will serve next. That's why you should always practice. Or you may be called upon to serve what you've been serving. This is another opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, you never know what God is going to do with your little thing that you are serving. At first, I used to preach loyalty only to our own. I was, I was trying to stabilize our own little church. Yeah, trying to induce loyalty in the workers that we had. Not knowing that I was going to serve it to more people. I'm going to serve it to people in Indonesia next, next week. Yeah, in Jakarta. I need a special visa to preach because it's a Muslim country. Yeah, I have to get a special preaching visa where I can go and serve my dishes that I've been serving. The same one that I said to you about the anointing. I'm talking to you about the vessels. I'll serve it again to more people. 
and more and more and more. Are you ready to be upgraded from a donkey's vessel? How many want to be a vessel for asses? Ass vessel. Donkeys. Horses. May you be a vessel for an honorable occasion. Do you believe it's going to happen to you? I see it happening to you. In Jesus' name. So have I answered your question? Priscilla, by now. Is it, is it Rebecca or Priscilla? Priscilla, yeah. Have I answered your question by now? Yes. All this has been only your question that has been answered. Yeah. Alright, so we are going for, is it breakfast? Okay. Father, thanks for choosing us to be a vessel, to be vessels for you in Jesus' name. Listen, listen. The greatest thing is to be chosen. Because you can't choose yourself. I'll tell you a story. It's a very short story before breakfast. You know, one day I called a pastor and I, I, I asked him to go to, I believe it was Aflau, to be a missionary there. Then I thought he would be upset or say, oh, Aflau, of all places, is that the place you have chosen to send me? You know what he came to tell me? He came and said, look, on the road to um, the Volta region, they sell pots. Many, many pots. And he said that all the pots, they stand there in the sun, the rain, sunshine, dust. He said, if you are a pot, you are lucky if somebody stops his car and chooses one. I said, this one, I want to. I said that for you to send me to a flower it's like a man who passed by. There were so many pots and you came and installed this one. Bring that one to my life. This one. The rest have been left there to stand in the rain, the sun, and the dust. And nobody ever chooses them. Car stop after car stop after car stop after car stop. But no one chooses them. To be chosen is an honor. So when you play with your choosing. Yeah. And I, I keep using the singers as a sample. If you are chosen and you are given a song, then the day is asked, come and serve this song. You don't know the song. It's like you didn't value the service that the opportunity or the even being chosen. Come and try. Let's see. Or sing. On occasion. And that's, that is actually perhaps... One of the things that distinguish either and other. Any song that I say that she should sing. Rarely have I even ever seen that she, can, she does not know the song. She would try to know it. Yeah. She would try. Wow. May you sing and preach the song that God wants you to preach and sing in the day that you are chosen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. Lou. Breakfast time. Tell, tell somebody, tell somebody, tell somebody. I was in the, I was in the sun, in the dust, in the rain. Nobody chose me. Nobody liked me. But God liked me. And God chose me. Wow. Ask your neighbor, do you have evidence-based humility or faith-based humility?
faith-based or evidence-based. All those who came on stage are what? Faith-based, faith-based, humility, Christians. That God has given some of us evidence. Look and say, hey, Nipa. Can it be me? Yeah, what a blessing. What an honor. Are you glad that God likes you? How many feel that God likes you? How many feel that God is sort of choosing you even though you have nothing? Are you glad that miracles and power is going to happen not by your own power or your own holiness? But you see, is it not interesting that Peter you know, he pointed out that look, don't think it's holiness. Some of us are betrayers. Just six weeks ago, we were betraying Christ. We don't know him. Now we are speaking in his name. It cannot be from personal holiness or goodness. It must be from what? From, from some other power. And that's what I'm teaching you to get. So now, in the next session, we are going to look at can you drink this cup? The cup of the Lord. <laughs>